0: Hey, yo. Say hello to the back, Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Yo, Monkeys, it's me, PPP. The king of,
1: of being, the master of the diamond
0: cutter, the three times, three times, three times world
1: champion. Stay tuned, or you will feel Hey! Hey, you listen on the SMS network, and that's the bottom line. The gold,
0: The world is listening. To the whole indie show. Your dedicated home for all things indie, in the world of professional wrestling sports, and sports entertainment.
1: What I say, I mean
0: what I mean. I say, and they become anthems. I told you, if you let me out of my cage, I'm gonna pile a body from the sky. They just gave me a
2: live mic on pay per view. So, if y'all don't mind, I'd like to get a few things off my chest. My name is Kevin Sneed, and fuck Ring of Honor! Fuck you, you're wrong!
0: Fuck you, we're right! Because you have all made it to the dance! Because believe me, this is the dance! With your hosts, Ashley is my name. (laughs) You ripped out my heart. You took everything I believed in And you flushed it down the damn toilet You flushed my heart You flushed my soul And now it sickens me to sit back And see other people making the same mistake And the Sun City Savior, Randy McWilliams
1: There are so many
3: amendments In the Constitution Of
0: the
1: United States of America what a, please? Fierce! Uh, One, two, three, four. Fierce!
3: And good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are listening across the seven continents. Yes, because I I bet there's somebody listening in Antarctica, probably a penguin, after listening to Kaiju Big Battle last week going, oh, I really like this. Anyway, welcome to the whole indie show. Ashley here once again this week. Randy is away on, uh, I think he's got a little intern role that he's got uh, for this week, uh, local to his area, so Randy, wish you the best with that, and hopefully you're... Uh, back next week but joining me the the new co-host joining me and Randy uh well not Randy this week but anyway Sandro's here <laughs> Sandro how are you doing this week
4: I'm doing pretty good here
3: oh uh, it's been an interesting well first thing I'll say in our second segment we will be having an interview with JJ from uh, the SNS Network and one of the co-commentators for the Next Next Generation Wrestling show happening this weekend. So go and check that out. We'll have more info on that when we get to the segment. But there is quite a bit of news to talk about. First thing we'll certainly talk about is the Shikara situation. Quite a few interesting matches have developed after the aftermath of the February shows. We'll go in reverse order of days. The Saturday show on March 9th has interesting cards so far. Hallowicked vs. Jakob Hammermeyer is set. We've got Ophidian and the Bateri taking on Soldieran and three mystery people still to be decided by the director of fun, Wink Vavasor. Hmm... I'm interested if it is Soldier and, and the Colony.
4: That's all I was thinking as well.
3: So it's like the definitive Colony. Yeah. And then it'll be interesting to see what happens there when we get to Trios. Because four into three don't go. So we'll have to wait and see. But then I guess you can't really have you can't really have the uh, Colony be involved due to the main event, but we'll get to that. Uh, we've got a rematch from last month between Archibald Peck and Tim Donst, which saw, as we previously mentioned, Donst take Veronica. What a nice man. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time ever, a Salant versus Marc-Angelo Setti. And the main event, the Grand Championship on the line, Eddie Kingston versus Green Ant. Whether there'll be an upset there, you'll have to wait and see when we get to, uh, giving our thoughts on that show in about two or three weeks. Actually, I think it's, no, off the top of my head, I think it's two. So, not long to wait for then. And then the day before, the Just Shadows in the Fog show happening in Tampa, Florida, on March the 8th has a few interesting matches as well. The Campeonatos de Perejas are on the line with 3.0 defending against the Devastation Corporation. Somehow there, I fear we're going to have another 3.0 quick title change. Sadly. The Young Li- yeah, the Young Lions Cup is also on the line as Marcangelo he will take on Jakob Hammermeyer. What makes me think Tim Donce is going to get involved there? And very interestingly due to the incident with Kingston hitting or coming into contact with Wink Vavasor at uh, last month's shows before he has to put his title on the line against Green Ant he's got a non-title match against Amazing Kong. So yes it's King versus Kong. Wow that's going to be a pretty good match.
4: That is a match I'm looking forward to and I am wondering how Kingston will handle himself against Autumn Khan or Mason Khan, whatever you want to call her. This could be better than his match with Sarah Del Rey, but we'll see what happens.
3: Yes. Yeah, interesting prospect there. One little bit of uh, stuff as well. Um... Some of you might have seen the video that I posted up on the Facebook page of SNS of the Wrestling Is Art crew doing the Harlem Shake. Which, personally, I think is the best one out of all the wrestling ones that I've seen. Because, my God, this thing is spreading like wildfire. It's within about 24, 48 hours. Pretty much every wrestling company had done one. Every amateur wrestling thing. Apparently they're not focused on trying to get the Olympics back, wrestling back as an Olympic sport. They're more focused on doing the Harlem Shake. Priorities, people. But, yeah. So, we've got some interesting music lined up for you for Song of the Night. That's all I'm saying. Oh, boy. But, you've got to keep listening. Because... It might not be the music that you think. That's all I'm saying. But perhaps it is. Okay, this is sounding like some weird, like, uh, murder mystery that's going wrong. Did I do it? Or didn't I? Yes, I did do it. Or did I? No. But, uh, the, they did, they did that clearly before their show went on. And because it, because I posted it up, I thought you might be interested in the results mainly because Wrestling is art, is very Shikara-like, because it's got quite a lot of the same talent, should I say, involved. Uh, results were, first match saw Mike Quackenbush beat Drew Gulak, which, after seeing Gulak and Quackenbush at the afternoon Pro Wrestling Day show, that would be a heck of a match. Then we have Francis O'Rourke beat Assailant. Yaka beat Anthony Stone. Pateri beat Aaron Epic and JT Dunn and the Thunderfrog, the Estonian Thunderfrog, in a six-man tag. Then Brian Fury beat Darius Carter, which I think that was a Beyond Wrestling showcase, wasn't it? I believe it was. Yeah. Then Tim Donst beat AR Fox. That's very interesting. (laughs) uh... Devastation Corporation beat Chuck Taylor and Sugar Dunkerton, and then the main event, Colt Cabana, defeated Green Ant. Ooh, uh
4: Ashley, I think you're reading the second day result.
3: What? It was more than. Wow. Too I, sure. uh, that I take that back. So that was the that was the results from the seventeenth. Okay. Do you want to go through the results of the sixteenth? Oh, we have to know. <laughs> Yeah, damn it! I forgot that they do two shows. I thought it was like wrestling is fun where they only do one and occasionally two. So results from the show the day before from Haverhill, Massachusetts. First card show. First show on the card. First match on the card. There. Wow, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Saw Sugar Dunkerton beat Francis O'Rourke. Then we had Kobold defeat Cotton Cottonbelly with a demon toilet. Then the Batiri defeated Drew Gulak and Estonian Thunderfrog.
1: Wow,
4: what a combination there.
3: Yeah, that's that's uh, that's eclectic, definitely. Uh, then Chuck Taylor defeated A. R. Fox. Wow. Big
4: upset there. Easy.
3: Even on no, but even on paper, it's like that's gonna be a good match.
4: And apparently the finish came when A.R. Fox was going for the, for the low main pain and Chuck Taylor apparently countered that and then turned it into the awful waffle.
3: That's pretty impressive.
4: Apparently it was the best match of the night.
3: Then we had Mike Quackenbush defeat Yaka with a roll-up. Tim Donce defeated Colt Cabana after using the turnbuckle and Devastation Corporation in the main event defeated the Colony, Green Ant and the Sailor. So yeah, those are your full results for the Wrestling is Art show for the week, for the last weekend. Now, this is something that I'm intrigued about that you brought up Sandro because I'm gonna leave it to you now for the rest of the news, but one you definitely talked about was Evolve is apparently getting rid of their win-loss record
4: Uh, Yeah, um, I forgot to bring this up last week, but um Apparently evolve has decided that after their WrestleCon show they will drop their win-loss concept altogether now for me I'm glad this is happening because, as I said, I wasn't a fan of this. I thought it wasn't necessary. And the reason I said that, when you have talents coming in from Revolve, certain talents are not going to be there for a certain amount of time. They might not be there forever, or they might be there for a while. Uh, Case in point, guys like uh, Chris Hero, who was there, I believe, at the first show, Uh, Claudio Castagnoli. Uh, Kirito Sawa. You know, guys aren't there for, for a long time. They're not going to be there for future shows, so their record is going to be like, you know, it's just going to be there. It's not going to be active. So for me personally, I'm glad this is, hap- this is happening. And I don't know how they're going to keep it separate from DG USA, so, because I guess with the win-loss concept, I guess that was somewhat different from Dragon USA aside from not having the Japanese talent on their raw shows. Uh-huh. So I don't know how they're going to stand out, you know, how they're going to make a difference between one brand to the other. Yeah. But obviously they're going to keep the storylines together, you know, which makes sense because you need to have, you know, storylines keep going, shows at the show. But, uh,. I'm pretty sure they'll do fine without it. So we'll see what happens.
3: Yeah, because they've got, if 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 obviously Dragon Gate uh, mixed into it as well. Now you've got plenty of belts on each of the two companies, especially with the the Evolve World Title. Is it just being called the Evolve Title, or is it the Evolve World Title? or Is that basically what it is?
4: Well, I'm it's just well, as far as we know, it's the Evolve Title.
3: Okay. But it's the equivalent of being like the champion of the company, so. Yeah. But they've, uh, I believe they've announced the. Is it the. Is it the. Everybody in the tournament and the matches set up for that?
4: Yes. uh, Everyone is already involved, and this is how the tournament's set up. Uh, The top two guys with the highest score points, which is uh, Chuck Taylor and Ricochet. They're not going to be in the first round. They're actually going to get a bye into the second round. So here are the matches for the first round matches. Uh, on one side, you have AR Fox taking on John Davis. The next first round is Rich Swan taking on Samurai Del Sol. <laughs> and the last first round is Sammy Callahan taking on Jigsaw. Now, Hello, Amy. Now, this is how it's going to work the winner of the Fox-Davis match will take on Ricochet. And the last two first rounds, the winner of those last two first rounds will meet each other, and then the winner of that will take on Chuck Taylor.
3: Okay, so let's say Jigsaw or Sammy Callahan won the belt. They would have to be in... Four matches. Yeah, I think
4: basically, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Because they'd have to, you know, Sammy Callan would have to beat Jigsaw. Then he'd have to beat either Swan, it? Yeah, Swan One of Del, Sol. Del Sol. Then he'd have to beat Chuck Taylor, mm-hmm. and then he'd have to beat whoever it was. Then so, yeah, that's interesting. That's. Interesting schedule. It's that's complicated. <laughs> that's it is. that's like that's like Survivor Series. <laughs> well, it's kind of weird Undertaker how Undertaker and Kane receive buys.
4: <laughs> well, it is weird how they got the the tournament formatted because I guess they wanted to take out the top guys who had the most points and separate them as from the the guys who have the lowest points. But uh, it's interesting to see how this turns out at our WrestleCon. But, yeah, that's the whole tournament format they have for the Evolved title.
3: Looks promising because I think that's that's that looks like it's going to be a good card for the... Uh, where are the WrestleCon shows? Somewhere in... Was it the Hammerstein Ballroom or is it somewhere else in New... Is it Secaucus in New Jersey? Uh,
4: no, uh... All the shows that that are going to be a part of WrestleCon are going to be held in Secaucus, New Jersey. Okay. Now, uh, we'll get into some uh, international news. Uh, We'll start off with some Lucha Libre news. Uh, A bit of an update on uh, Samurai Del Sol and his uh, trial with WWE. On the uh, recent MLW podcast, uh, Conan gave an update on uh, Samurai Del Sol and his trial with WWE. Uh, Cornank, uh called. He got in touch with Sam Riddle so over the weekend, and they talk. And he said that uh, Sam Del so he didn't get a call back from WWE, so that's not a good sign. Uh, he also said that he did pull a hamstring during a tryout.
3: Yeah, that's that's never good. But uh, yeah, that's probably because he's done a lot of work over because. Sam show has been on everything. <laughs>
4: <laughs> now, here's something interesting that he said. Now, this is what Conan said. He he said and I quote, "I wasn't sure why he was there, and he knows that he shouldn't have went there." And this is what he said the next couple of words in his own words and I quote, "To me, it was a dumb thing to do." Ooh. So apparently Conan uh, basically wasn't happy that Del Sol went to the tryout. And to an extent I can understand why he's saying this because obviously if you're following the Triple A product, he is now Octagon Junior there. And I guess they don't want to give him up, you know, that this quickly because he just got the gimmick recently and he hasn't been on any T V taping in weeks. He hasn't even made a t- television appearance this year at all. And as far as I know, he's not booked for an upcoming taping. So I can understand why he's a bit upset at Del Sol for going for the tryout. Hopefully, uh, th- yeah. there won't be any repercussions from this, and hopefully uh, everything will work out Work out in the end.
3: Yeah, it's... Uh... I guess as well, if you're looking at it, there's quite a lot of mask gimmicks already in there. Kissing is there. Okay, Mysterio's out with uh, either injury or personal issues, whatever. El Generico's still in, apparently with his mask, at least for the time being. So... I don't know how many mask wrestlers you can have. Because isn't there... I, I still am intrigued by who that wrestler was masked up in the... Uh, in the Harlem Shake video that was up on WWE site?
4: Uh, I've seen that gimmick before, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe that it's actually uh, Ricardo Rodriguez's uh, alternate ego. Uh, uh, I think that was a chimera, that's what he wrestled in the Independent. And from what I'm hearing, apparently, using that gimmick and giving him the name
3: El Local. Well, the confusing thing is Ricardo was there, though. Yeah, and obviously it was somebody else
4: under the the gimmick because the guy had, like, tattoos on his
3: arms. So, I don't know who it is. <laughs> it's a mysterious map. It's John Cena. <laughs> John Cena just completely went apeshit nuts and just decided to uh, become Ricardo <laughs> or become Ricardo's uh, persona. Now, uh,
4: moving on, ad- apparently uh, Lufisto is actually heading to AAA in the next couple of weeks as mm-hmm. she'll be a part of the uh, their Fusion TV taping on March 1st. Uh, she'll actually be part of the Reina de Reina uh, Championship Tournament, which is basically their women's champion as their previous champion, Sexy Star, for some reason, decided to... Uh, relinquished the title with no explanation whatsoever. So uh, they're crowning a the new champion and they're having this tournament and uh, Lufisto is lucky to be a part of this tournament and hopefully
3: let's see how far she'll go. Yes. With the way that she's been going I wouldn't be surprised if she went pretty far in that tournament if not went all the way and won it possibly.
4: And there's a possibility she'll might be on their national TV tapings because on their women's card there is a mystery, um, mystery partner on the heel team. So I'm guessing Lufisto will be a part of that batch as well.
3: Oh, it's China.
4: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> now, this is uh, another big news that came out uh, earlier this week. Uh, Doctor Wagner. Uh, claimed, well, he he said in an interview that he did that he said that he'll be leaving AAA and is going to head back to CMLO. Now, he said in the interview that he has a few dates left in AAA uh, that he'll finish up. A few days later, uh, Dorian, Dorian Rodal, uh, I think he's uh, one of the higher-ups in the company, wrote on Twitter saying that his contract doesn't end until 2014. So somebody here is lying here, and I'm guessing it's Wagner, it's not the first time he's trying to stir up controversy here. And the funny thing is that CMLL has stated that he they don't want him back in the company after the way he left.
3: <laughs> he's trying to screw everybody over just to, I guess, be beneficial to him, and the companies have got wise to it.
4: Yeah, but it would probably. Be Well, if he does leave, it would be the best move for Steam to bring him back because he is worth money, and he'll definitely draw a lot of people back to Arena Mexico. So it would be a dumb move not to bring him back in the company. But I don't know. We'll see what happens with this. Hopefully, everything will work out. And uh, last bit of news with uh, Japan news with uh, Dragon Gate Japan. As UHA Nation is heading back to Japan, on uh, March 2nd, as he will be teaming up with B.B. Hulk, uh, returning to Mad Blanky, as he's going to take on Masaki Mochizuki and Don Fuji for the Open the Twin Gate titles, which is basically their tag team titles. So, Wuhan Aces returning to Japan and getting a golden opportunity here.
3: It's a good shot, yeah. Now, uh... Normally, with the structure of the show, we normally have, well, we have got a review coming up in part three, but Sandro, this weekend saw, this past weekend, should I say, was the FWE No Limits card that we went through last week and gave our thoughts on, and you were there. Did you get in better this time? Uh,
4: well, let's just say, uh, same thing happened, but I I did get in. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, so. I, I was there. Uh, I actually had a great time. Uh, at the show, and um, uh, for those that that don't know, um, uh, Bronx was uh, supposed to go with me, but uh, he had uh other things. Uh, he had to take care of other things, so he couldn't make it. So, uh, Corelli decided to invite somebody else. Uh, the original Don of the SNS Radio Network, a, a long-time listener, uh, Peter. Uh, Rosario, shout out to him. Uh, he oh, was do Juan. Yeah, shout
3: out to Juan.
4: Uh, I was surprised to see him. Uh, we both had a good time at the show, and uh, I'll basically give out the results. Uh, basically, the pre-show started with the tag team gauntlet match. Uh, the first two teams that came out was uh four locals of uh, Bandito Jr. and Asriel as they took on the Midnight Sensations. Uh four locals won. They they eliminated uh the Min Sessions in uh, about maybe four or five minutes. Uh the next team that came in was Diamond Inc. and they were taken care of very quickly as well. Next team that came out was the Young Bucks. Yeah, it was the Young Bucks that came out. And the two teams worked very well. Uh Very great high spots between the two teams. And uh, the Young Bucks eliminated four locals out of the tag team gauntlet. And, uh, God damn it. I'm having a brain fart right now because I don't remember who was the last team. Oh, now I remember. It was um, All Money is Legal was the last team to come out. And it was actually a good back and forth between the two. But uh, Young Bucks got the win. And they'll be heading later in the night to take on Adrenaline Express, were the current FWE Tag Team Champions later in the main show. Uh The next match that was set up was a number one contenders match for the FWE Triborough Championship between former WWE Tag Team Champions as Paul London took on Brian Kendrick. Uh, this was actually a good match. Uh, Both men knew each other very well. uh, Good back and forth. But but here's the interesting thing. London got the win, but after an assist from the Young Bucks. Now, this happened. This actually occurred from the outside because uh, Kendrick was sent to the outside and the Young Bucks came out and they basically super kicked Brian Kendrick. Uh, Paul London did not know what happened because he was trying to... Get up! Uh, his his back was turned as well as the ref, so he had no clue. But he he still got the pin, and when Paul London saw the young bucks on the outside, he was like, "Well, wait, what happened here?" And then he got wind of uh, you know, they probably attacked Kendrick, and he was like, "No, no, I don't want to win this way." And then Brian Kendrick got up and said, "No, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just go to the, the title match." That would eventually lead later on to the show. We'll talk about that later.
3: Yeah, interesting stuff. There.
4: And the next segment was uh, Carlito's Cabana, which which involved Carlito, Matt Hardy, and Tommy Dreamer, basically hyping up the the match later on the main show, the TLC match. You know, it was good for what it was, but there was no uh, altercation, there was no brawl, which I kind of hoping that would happen, but didn't.
3: It was respect.
4: Yeah. Anyways, pre-show ended, and we got the the bonus dark match for the live crowd, which was, uh, Yale Kim of TNA taking on uh, Winter. We used to work for TNA. Uh, this was a good match. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, both both women did their best, and uh, Winter got the win after she uh grabbed the tights of Gail Kim. So that definitely the heel tactics of Winter. Got the better of Gail Kim.
3: I think she made comments about because of the fact the husband was a chef that she was eating good or
2: something.
4: <laughs> and You know, it's kind of funny that you say that because uh, Winter actually made some kind of reference to her, her husband <laughs> who was a chef. She, she made reference uh, before the match even yeah. started. Now, uh, on to the main show. Uh, opened up with the first match between... Uh, Uh, Jimmy Yang taking on Sun J. Dutt. Now uh, Jimmy Yang, he actually came out to the Jimmy Yang Wang gimmick with the cowboy hat and everything. And he actually brought out his daughter, which was actually her birthday. And uh, he told the fans to, you know, sing her happy birthday and everything. Everybody did, but Sun J. Dutt interrupted, came out... And it's kind of funny because his theme music sound very, very similar to the Great Khali's
3: theme. It does, yeah.
4: <laughs> I swear the guy was so hilarious. Anyway, he was about to make a uh, a bad comment about his uh, his daughter, which of course Jimmy Yang wouldn't allow. And the match started. This was a very good match, a uh, very good uh, X Division style match. Uh, the match end with uh, Jimmy Yang. Uh, hit any in Moonsault and got the three count. A very good match between the two. And uh, Sanjay, uh, man, that, that guy was did all the stuff that he did. It was very impressive. Uh, the next match was a uh, tag team match uh, between uh, the former Chris Masters, Chris mordeski, and uh, Mike Bennett, who was accompanied by Maria Kanellis. And they took on the team of Jorge Santi and Matt Taven. Uh, this was a, a good tag team match. This went uh, kind of long, about maybe uh, 15, 20 minutes at least. Uh, the heel team pretty much got most of the... They got pretty much most of the match on their side. Um, Jorge Santi, uh looked really good in this match. Definitely the uh, the favorite in the New York crowd, as well as Matt Taven. Uh, but uh, the team of uh, Jorge Santi and Matt Taven got the win over Chris Mordetsky and Mike Bennett. Uh, which uh masters was not happy. Uh what had happened was I believe uh Chris Masters got I think it was uh Santi and uh Mike Bennett was about to hit him but uh Santi got out of the way. He accidentally hit Masters. Uh he got the roll up which got the three count. The match was over and uh Chris Masters was not happy with Bennett. Uh Mike Bennett was trying to apologize. To Mordeski, you know, oh, no, it, you know, it's not my fault. It was a mistake and uh, Master was like, okay, sure <laughs> Now the next match was uh, I think was the highlight in my opinion of the show <laughs> between uh, the former tough enough uh, contestant Evelise Velez taking on Ruby Sky now, I'm going to say why it was uh, an awesome <laughs> moment and a highlight of my night. Show entirely. It was, it was,
3: what you're trying to say is it may not have been the best wrestling match at an interesting moment or two. Well, it
4: was, it was a decent match, but I'll get into that yeah. in a second. Uh, what had happened was uh, during the match uh, apparently how should I put this? Somewhat of a... Uh, wardrobe malfunction. I don't know if that's like term uh, to use, but basically the, uh, the right butt cheek of Rebe Sky was pretty much exposed throughout almost the entire match. Which was a great sight, by the way.
3: It's like her underwear was part, part trunks, part fong.
4: <laughs> And She didn't even try to fix it throughout the match until like maybe <laughs> like three minutes before the match even ended. But, anyways, then there was the awesome moments of that match because, well, let's say during a, uh, a wrestle spot, she showed some camel toe.
3: Oh, my word.
4: Yeah, and myself and Peter, we got a very good view of that, and uh, I'm pretty sure some people in the front row saw it as well. And uh yeah, that was an awesome moment right there. <laughs> I w
3: that picture.
4: <laughs> I wish I could take a picture of it, but my goddamn cell phone had bad quality. There was no way I could take a picture of oh. my cell phone.
3: So that sucked.
4: But on the match itself, uh a good match. Although I thought it came too it ended too early because before the match even finished, there was a a spot where I believe they double closed on each other. But from my vantage view, I thought they might have collided heads, like they're, you know, like yeah. headbutted, headbutted each other. And the ending came out of nowhere. The ending came with uh, Evelise hit a DDT for the win, and a lot of people in the crowd was kind of surprised. Like, what? That's it? And from what I said, I think they might have collided heads, and I think that might have uh, stopped the whole match entirely. Maybe. Uh, she might have got a concuss, I'm not sure. But uh, she did came out during the main event, which I'll get into later. But a decent match nonetheless. Uh, next match was a uh, fatal four-way, four-way match uh between Tony Nese, taking on Jigsaw, taking on Wes Draven, and taking on Maple Leaf Muscle, Petey Williams. And I got to say, this was a really good match right here. Uh, another match that was very X Division style. Uh, I thought Tony Neese stole the, stole the show in that match. Uh, he was pulling out all the stops there. And uh, also, West Draven uh, actually did pretty well for himself as, as well. Can't take any credit from him. Uh, there was a very uh, hilarious moment uh, between uh, Jigsaw and Petey Williams as they were... Basically bantering back and forth with each other saying, Hey, you can't do that. I do that be- I can do that better than you. And they were going back and forth, back and forth. It was pretty hilarious. And seeing Jigsaw, I, I was a bit confused because the stuff that he was doing was not the same stuff that he does normally in Chikara or anywhere else. He was basically the heel, but not the heel that you see with the Gekuro. He was basically saying stuff like, oh, I'm the greatest legend that ever lived. Oh, I'm the baddest guy in the ring right now. And I'm like, what is this? That just caught me off guard completely.
3: He thinks he's Ric Flair. It often happens.
4: I guess so. (laughs) Uh, But the finish came with uh, Petey Williams locked in the sharpshooter on Wes Draven, which uh, Draven had to tap out. Uh, Very good match here. I enjoyed that very much. And it was great to see the Canadian destroyer live. That was just fantastic. Uh, the next match was for the FWE tag team titles, as Adrenaline Express defended the titles against the Young Bucks. Uh, oh, oh! You know what? I messed up. You know what? Screw it. Uh, actually, before that match, we had a segment here.
0: Oh. Uh, <laughs>
4: Oh, my God. After talking about Kaiju Big Battle last week, I swore to myself I thought this was something out of it. Okay, so here's what happened. Uh, The ring announcer for the promotion, AJ Pan, was in the ring. And he brought out some guys, which I think he called the exit guys. I don't know exactly what he said, but there were basically some jobs he brought out. And this led out. This led to bringing out Stone Cold E.T. And I am not making this up. The guy is actually named Stone Cold E.T. Basically, a guy with a Stone Cold vest, jeans, and an E.T. mask. Doing the same mannerisms as Stone Cold Steve Austin. And apparently this character has been around for a couple of months. Blimey. And basically, AJ Penn and his crew was basically trying to pick a fight with uh, E.T. And this <laughs> led E.T. to bring out uh Malta the Destroyer and Viscera or Big Daddy V, who you want to call him. And this basically resulted into a I guess in a match of sorts, but there really wasn't any ref throughout this entire segment. And a team of uh, Viscera and Malta basically destroyed the jobbers very quickly. And a referee comes out to try to stop this. And for some reason, even though there was no ref, uh, Viscera and Malta still pinned the guys, but there was no ref. And all the fans there would say, where's the ref, where's the ref, there's no ref, doesn't count, and you know, all this crap. And I believe there was a chance of, uh, this was awkward
3: chance. And this was basically- I don't think it, I don't think it was awkward, it was... I, personally, I haven't seen it, but even just looking at the write-up the way it's done, if we're talking about kaiju... We're not on kaiju level, admittedly. But... We're getting close because just tr- trying to do a stone cold gimmick. I mean, it didn't go perfect for Shark Boy because look what happened to him. I just com- he got axed.
4: <laughs> I just completely shook my head throughout this entire segment. Uh, this was no doubt the worst part of the show, what completely, and a lot of people in the audience definitely agreed it was pointless, not necessary. I don't know what they were trying to accomplish here.
3: You should have joined Jack Swagger with the weed. (laughs) But anyways.
4: Uh, Next out, uh, Andy Ngo's favorite diva, Maurice, comes out. Uh, She comes out for commentary uh, for the rest of the show. Oh, I I forgot to mention uh, Winter also did commentary for pretty much the entire show as well, so they were both there. I have to say, Maurice looks Gorgeous in person. Goddamn.
3: Don't don't make us get even more heat from Andy Knots. Come
2: on.
4: <laughs> I just like hearing. It's but anyway. <laughs> Next match on the card was for the FWE Tag Team Titles. Adrenaline Express, Defender, titles against the Young Bucks. Uh, another great tag team match here. Uh, seeing Adrenaline Express for the second time, uh, they basically changed their look I actually thought they were a heel team as well because they're, they, they kind of dressed like the guys that you see at clubs, like the the douchebag way with like a a vest and whatever. So I was like kind of under the impression they were the heel team, but they were pretty much the babyfaces in this match. As I said, a great match, no doubt about it. A lot of great double team moves by both teams, but a Express got the win, and they are still retained their tag team titles. Next match was for the FWE Triborough Championship as the current champion, Damian Darling, with his manager Rick Silver, took on Paul London. Now, the match itself was decent. And the reason I say this was because the ending of the match was sloppy. Just sloppy. <sighs> was... Yeah, this
3: is this is more convoluted than Inception. Trying to. <laughs> okay,
4: there was a point in the match where Damien Darling just seemed lost because it, there was a point where they just come out from a pin, and I think Darling was trying to go for a power bomb or something, but but he just looked lost because his if you if you were there at the show, you see his look. He's like he didn't know what to do. And they were just just scrambling around, saying what to do, what to do. But uh, but there's like a lot of people got involved in the match. Um, uh, Pete Williams came out. Uh, he gave a Canadian destroyer to Paul London. Uh, the Young Bucks came out to what I thought was to help out Paul London, but they but that wasn't the case. They attacked them. This led to Brian Kedrick to come out to basically get his revenge on the Young Bucks. And also, we, from well, I thought he was going to attack London as well, but that wasn't the case. He attacked Damian Darling, lays him out. Uh, the manager got involved as well. Just a, a lot of uh, overbooking stuff, but uh, despite that, uh, got, Paul London got the win... And the weird thing was when he got the win, a lot of people thought that uh darling was going to kick out because the the ref just counted very slow, and everybody in the building thought that you know the match was going to continue because we thought darling was going to kick out, but it didn't. And when he got the win, a lot of people were just like, like, wow, already, like, they just didn't know how to to react to it. But after you know, Paul London's music was was. On the speakers, you know everybody was happy though, regardless. And uh, uh, Paul London uh, talked to Brian Kendrick after the match, uh, basically put him over, and uh, they both walk out as uh, Paul London is the new Tribal Champion. Uh, the next match was for the FWE Women's Championship as the current champion Maria Kanellis, alongside with her boyfriend uh, Mike Bennett, took on the former. TNA uh, Knockout Champion Angelina Love, or Angel Williams, whatever you want to call her. This uh, this was a I actually enjoyed this match. This was a fun match to watch. Um, there was a, a few um, altercations between uh, Bennett and uh, Angelina. Um, <laughs> I remember um, uh, Peter was making some uh, comments at uh, Mike Bennett because Mike Bennett had the belt. Either he was holding the title or he had the title over his head. And uh, Peter said, hey, Bennett, that belt looks great on
3: you. He was holding it above his head. What, he, he, he thought it was Paul Heyman or something.
4: And uh, when he said that, Mike uh, Bennett actually looked at him and he said, what did you say? <laughs> Which I, I got a laugh out
3: of that. Uh, that's uh, so something to be careful of, but... <laughs>
4: But uh the match uh ended with uh Mike Bennett basically distracting Angelina and this got Maria the advantage to with a roll up and uh, pulling the tights and uh getting the win and Maria's still the champion. Of course Angelina wasn't happy about this, but we'll see what happens eventually later on. And the main event was for the FWE World Heavyweight title in a TFC match as Carlito took on Matt Hardy and Tommy Dreamer. Now, uh, before the match even started, um, there was somewhat of an incident that happened
3: in the crowd. Uh oh. <laughs> was it Shane Douglas? <laughs> oh no. Oh, not that bad. Uh.
4: What happened was uh, Matt Hardy, uh, he threw his shirt in the crowd. And apparently uh, two chicks were ba- were grabbed the shirt at the same time and they were basically fighting. And I mean literally fighting over the damn shirt. This,
3: this isn't even cat fight. This is like Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
4: I couldn't even see what happened, but I, I saw a lot of commotion and I saw a lot of people getting up from the seats. Trying to see what's going on. And a lot of the staff and security went over there to see what happened. Uh, I guess nobody got kicked out. I guess they were just like giving a warning.
3: But. Uh, I guess Hardy made sure once they'd finished, <laughs> he went round the back if he had a second shirt. It's like. <laughs> there you go. You have one each. Don't worry. Very uh, kind of funny moment, well,
4: at least for me, anyways. But. On to the match itself. Uh this was a, a very good TLC match. I actually enjoyed it. Um, all three guys did their did their best here and uh Matt Hardy uh he took two somewhat bad bumps during the match. Uh basically got uh back dropped into the ladder twice, once in the ring and once to the outside, which probably was the worst. Um, there was a, a point where Carlito basically refused to use a, a table or any weapons because that's not his style. Uh, there was a, the usual Tommy Dreamer spots, you know, um, like, well, uh, you know how Tommy like sets up the ladder in the corner, mm-hmm. and you know he thinks he's gonna super fight some or something, you know he gets crotch, you know stuff like that. That's the usual. Uh, world, uh drop dropkick spot in the corner. It was still a great match. And um, the finish came when the... Um, uh, I believe it was uh, Tommy Dreamer and Matt Hardy were, had two ladders in the ring. And I believe it was Matt Hardy that delivered a side effect from the ladder to the table, which got the crowd wide right awake, you know, doing the Holy Shit chance. And this led Carlito... Take the opportunity to get up the ladder and grab the belt. And uh that was the end of the match. Uh Tommy Jimmer got the got on the mic and basically put over Hardy and Carlito. Uh Matt Hardy did the same thing. And you know, that's how the show ended. And uh overall, um it was a it was a good show, uh despite the uh, horrible um uh, E. T. segment. Uh, it was still a good Despite show. Despite the
3: fight in the crowd.
4: Well, I thought that was a hilarious moment.
3: For Extra marks for Camel Toe, apparently. Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, aside from that, uh, being there live, uh, uh, there were some moments where the crowd was just dead. Uh, I don't know why, but, but uh, the good thing about it was uh, it was a, a very full house in the venue. Uh, I would say about maybe like uh ninety six percent ninety seven percent full, which is good, and overall grade, I probably give it a uh, a b a b plus uh simply for being there alive and as far as a uh, match of the night, I probably had to give it for that uh, four way match that was just a phenomenal match to watch just a few quick uh tidbit notes after the show um during the opening match between uh, Jimmy Yang and uh, Sanjay Dutt, I uh, uh, remember uh, Jimmy Yang says that, that since it was his daughter's birthday, he would give out cake after the show, which he did. Uh, he actually gave out cake uh, uh, to the fans that decided to stay after the show, and uh, I actually managed to get some cake, so that was pretty cool of him.
3: Sandra got cake, <laughs> you see. That's poor always true. The cake is not a lie. Uh,
4: I also got the, a chance to talk with uh, Paul London and the Young Bucks, which was a you know a good moment for me. Uh, I actually uh, asked the Young Bucks if they were returning to Chikara because after their recent show, uh, there was a Twitter post by one of the Young Bucks saying that uh, "Thank you, Chikara, for everything," which uh, I guess led to some speculation that they were leaving. And I asked them, "Say, are you coming back to Chikara?" And they said, "Yeah, we'll be definitely be back with Chikara, no doubt." So. That basically answered my question and uh
3: talk I'm guessing more more likely they'll be involved somehow with uh King of Trios, definitely.
4: Yeah. And uh chatted with a bit with uh Paul London, uh, you know. Not nothing important, but you know, just a chance to interact with him. That that was a good thing for me. Uh managed to hang out a bit with uh Brian Kendrick there for a while. Overall it was a good experience there. Uh, me and Peter had a great time and uh, hopefully we'll see another show again
3: yes yeah, so uh, once again thanks to Crowley for setting that up for uh, both Don Juan and Sandra
4: yes thanks out shout out to Crowley for managed to get us in
3: and I think that's all the news and reviews or at least Sandra's uh, thoughts on the FWE event he was at for so this week next up after these messages on the network it's interview time with Jeff Jackson JJ Sexy of the network to cover this weekend's next generation wrestling event which is live in Calgary Friday and delayed live or on tape delay i guess by a day on saturday night on next generations website but more info will be in the interview coming up But we'll take a few commercials first we'll see you in a few minutes
1: Your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you... The Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network and I'll see you at the matches. It's go time!
2: Once again, triple W dot headlocks to headlines dot com.
1: What's up, guys and gals? This is sensational sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book. Every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll catch us doing. Video games, the open book, fantasy, eFed, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at eleven PM Eastern Time at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Network.com. Come check us out.
0: The following is a public service announcement from
2: Wrestling News Live.
1: Reasons not to marry a porn star.
2: Did you hear the news that uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, his girlfriend Jenna Jameson. Well he
1: probably tried to fuck her and it was like throwing a hot dog down the hallway and he just said what the fuck where'd you been? Slap. <laughs>
2: that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back when he said you know even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon.
1: I mean how can you in all honesty be a person not in the porn industry married to a porn star and be okay with it? <laughs> You know what, I would have a serious
2: problem with that.
1: I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy and goes to work. <laughs> and then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's fucking somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's fucking somebody else then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy she comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else <laughs> then she comes home you tell the bitch that you want dinner she makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed and you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else
2: <laughs> you're having tea she's getting tea <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh i love
0: this show This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live.
1: Tell me that it's well, you know, We all wanna change the
3: world. And welcome back to the second part of this week's whole indie show with Ashley and Sandro and we are joined by our very first guest here on the show. I guess he's the guinea pig to see if we can do good interviews and do and get more, more good talent and everything on, but you know who he is.
0: If I can be serious for a minute, stay thirsty, my friends.
3: Some may call him Jeff Jackson, but everyone here on the network knows him as JJ Sexay. JJ, how are you doing this week?
2: I'm good, man. I'm good. Everybody knows me as JJ Sexay and Boss. Yes. <laughs> What's going on, bro? Uh, nothing much, but
3: what everything's going on with you this week with uh, Next Generation Wrestling? It's uh, even with uh, the main card. It's looking pretty stacked.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, and and again, we're twenty, what, we're uh, forty-eight hours away from uh, from bell time, and it's uh, it's getting crazy here, man. Just all kinds of craziness going on today.
3: Yes, and uh, just looking at the, the 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 card that is there, even for the main card, um, just just with the we've got Teddy Hart, John Morrison, and the Young Bucks in one of them, Samurai Del Soul, Jay Lethal, Jack Evans and Flip Kendrick in the second, and Davey Boysmith Smith Jr., Brian Cage, Sanjay Dutt, and Davey Richards in the third. That's when we, after this interview is over, JJ, if we have to call this, I think we're going to struggle.
2: <laughs> you think so?
3: Yeah. There's, there's some, there's some where it's like, because obviously I think it's the structure is that two go through to the six-man t- thing at the end, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's very uh, it's very lucha libre esque. I mean, I, I'm not um, to be quite honest. I'm not real familiar with a lot of lucha libre. I mean, I, I catch it every once in a while on the Fight Network, and you know, I'll catch some AAA or some CMLL every once in a while. But uh, it's lucha rules basically. So what they're going to do is they're going to have a, a fatal four way, three of these, and the last two guys, I guess, are going to compete in a suicide six way. So you're going to have two eliminations uh, per fatal four- way match, and then uh, it's interesting the way it's set up uh, there's There's a lack of one-on ones on this card, I have to say.
3: Yes, but the way the way it's structured, there's like with quite a few of them. it's kind of there's three names which could go on to the next round, and it's kind of trying to work out where it could go, but I'm willing to see what's going on there, and yeah, looking forward to that. But then also this stampede death match. Yes. With uh, Necro But, um, is this a triple tag or is it like four on four?
2: Uh, I believe it's a triple tag. Yeah.
3: Okay. So it's Necro Butcher and Heavy Metal, and Massive Damage and Darren the Bomb Dalton and the Third Mystery Team.
2: Yes, I'm, intri- I'm intrigued on this one, the mystery team. Uh, I I can't wait to see who's going who's gonna to fill that slot, but just based on the fact that Necro Butcher's in there, I'm definitely glad I'm not part of the mystery team.
3: I think after everything <laughs> that's happened this week, it's probably Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter.
2: Uh, it could very well be Jack Swagger, but then again, he could be main eventing TNA next week. You never know.
3: <laughs> He's in the position. Yeah, there we go. Jeff Hardy versus Jack Swagger. Who can go the highest? No, um, but now I didn't get all the names down for this, but there are a few dark matches down as well, featuring some of the local indie Canadian talent as well.
2: Yeah, I'm actually trying to pull that up as we speak. Give me one second, and I'll have that for you. Um, let's see, I think this is it right here. You gotta love PCs; they just load and load and load. There we go. The
3: well, card. Let's, I don't know. So. PC, Mac, I don't know. They're all, they're all unreliable to me.
2: Yes, we want to open that. Thank you. No, we don't want to open that. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what the hell? Okay, here we go. Uh, what do we have as far as the uh, opening matches are? We have. Looks like the first match on the card is going to be a triple threat match. Uh, with the Canadian lion, Bobby Sharp, who's doing a lot of good stuff here in uh, in Alberta, making a name for himself, taking on the dirtiest man on the planet as he's billed, uh, someone that I'm familiar with, Scott Lee Crew. He's been wrestling here in the local Alberta scene for about the last, I don't know, three, four years. Um, and, of course, the bad boy from the beach, Brady Malibu, with his valet, Marilyn Malibu. And if you've never seen Brady Malibu, uh, he's a small guy. He was trained by Lance Storm, and I, I, my first exposure to Brady Malibu was working with him in Stampede Wrestling back in 2006 when I first moved here to Calgary. And uh, I've seen him come a long way from those early days. And uh, Brady Malibu is, is something I'll tell you. He comes out to the Baywatch theme sung by David Hasselhoff, so he's totally in character. This is going to be a pretty good triple threat, in my opinion.
3: Just as long as he isn't
2: coming out to jump in my car. Oh, my <laughs> well, word. He shows up in Night Rider. I'm stealing that son of bitch. I'm sorry, Michael. I can't let you do that. <laughs> oh, let's see. Our second uh, opening match that's going to be dark match for the crowd because they've actually opened the doors now at 6 o'clock on Friday as opposed to, I think it was 6.30 last time. So we're going to have dark matches run that will be on uh, the DVD that will be for sale after the iPay-per-view, obviously. But um, this is going to run from 6.30 to 7.30 uh, going into bell time for uh, Next Generation Wrestling. So the second match is going to be a six-person mixed tag match uh, featuring Chasin Ranch, Kat Von Hees, who uh, is a very talented female wrestler. She reminds me a lot of China back in the WWF days because she's pretty big and you know, she has no problem taking on the guys. And uh their partner is going to be Evan Adams, another uh local Alberta boy who uh has really grown up in the business. He just came back from a trip from Mexico. So I'm eager to see what kind of high flying lucha moves he learned while in Mexico. They're gonna be taking on the athletic freak the act on, let's try that again. They're gonna be taking on the athletic freak of nature, the crazy mofo himself, kamikaze. Their partner, Nicole Matthews, and uh, Alex Plexus. Uh, it's ca-
3: I've, I've seen, I know Kamikaze was, I've spotted him on the list for possibly trying out for the gut check. So I'm interested to see, at least from the DVD, what he's like. Hopefully, but the, hopefully the voting for TNA is still going on by then.
2: Hopefully I know that uh Ravenous Randy Myers, who was uh going under obviously his real name, uh Theo I think it was I can't remember his last name, it was Theo Merkin or something, uh was actually leading the pack before they kinda canceled things, so I hope that he gets back up there. He's a very talented kid himself. But uh I'd like to see kamikaze, you know, uh get in with a gut check. Absolutely.
3: Mm. And then the final match, uh with the Karachi Vice,
2: yes, the Karachi Vice. It's going to be um, the Dungeon Master, the former X Division champion from TNA, Johnny Divine, and his partner Wavel Star, who I think is now calling himself—it's uh, not Wavel Star anymore, but they don't have the name here in front of me. It, it escapes me right now. It's like uh, he's changed his last name to Singh because he's oh, a okay. he's a real Indian now, you know, because he's with the Karachi mm-hmm. Vice. Uh, but they're going to be joined by Lindsay Lust and the Great Gamma, the uncle of Jinder Mahal in the WWE, and of course their manager, Abu Wizal. They're going to be taking on the team of TNT, which is Dynamite Dan, the future son in law of the Dynamite Kid, and Pete Towers.
3: And will um, the Dynamite Dolby be accompanying Dan?
2: She will be accompanying Dan and Pete Powers. Uh, they are they are a total package. The Dynamite Doll and the uh, Dynamite Dan. There, Dynamite Duo. I'm
3: not, I'm taking a guess at this, but two words: Catfight.
0: Catfight!
3: <laughs> I just, I see something like that coming. But yeah, those of you who haven't already got the pay per view just yet, you. Just at have about enough time because it's Saturday at. Is it what time is it? Mountain and then Eastern.
2: Um, Mountain, I believe it's 7 p.m. So I think it's 9 p.m. Eastern, is yeah. my understanding. Yeah.
3: Nine Eastern. Two in the morning for me. Yay! But that's regular.
2: <laughs> you better take a nap. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Good. Well, I know, I, know, I always take naps. Apparently. I nearly miss shows because of naps, but see i 'm getting old to take know.
2: naps as well man i 'm just you know i 'm hitting that forty here pretty soon, man, a couple of years away from forty, so i 'm getting old man I, I sometimes I feel the need to take a nap yeah but
3: i'm not 'm not even twenty four yeah but kids, i'm just like
2: I have kids God. to wear me out
3: <laughs> i 've got myself wearing myself out or something I get too distracted by stuff, but yeah, go over to next Gender- NextGenerationWrestling.tv is where you can order the iPay-Per-View, and that's the same place to order the DVD as well when uh, that is up, I'm guessing, soon after the iPay-Per-View's finished.
2: Right, and uh, just real quickly, I want to touch on the the main card for this show. Uh, Things are going to open up with the first Fatal 4-Way tournament. It's going to be uh, the Terminator, Ted Hart, John Morrison, and the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, Uh, basically vying for a shot to be in this suicide six-way for the ngw uh, world championship in the second fatal four-way it's going to be samurai del sol from the heavens jack evans flip kendrick and uh former tna superstar sanjay dutt and in the third one it's going to be davy boy smith jr brian cage davy richards and of course tna's well, formerly of tna Jay lethal of course ring of honor Um, so those are going to be your three tournament matches and then we're going to go right into the semi-main event which is the stampede death match featuring the karachi vice heavy metal and his partner necro butcher they'll be accompanied by the great gamma and abu Wizal, taking on the tattooed terminators massive damage and darren the bomb dalton and their manager is going to be the angel of death who hasn't been seen in quite a while and of course they'll be facing off against a mystery team yet to be announced. And then your main event is going to be the six ways, uh, the Suicide Six-Way. So it's going to be an interesting card. It's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I had a blast last month calling the action for HLW. Unfortunately, we all know how that ended. Uh, yes. I'm yeah. optimistic that this is going to work out this time. Uh, they've got a, uh, someone I trust that's going to be able to take care of things financially. And uh, as a show of good faith, everybody's getting their their pay up front. So I think everything's going to work out just fine. And I plan on being in the SNS chat room on Saturday night, hopefully with you guys ordering the iPay-per-view and just hanging out and watching all the action.
3: Yes, it's uh, Sandro. You want to give your thoughts?
2: Well, definitely the
4: talent there is is stacked. And I I have seen a couple of the uh, Canadian guys in uh, Mexico. I have, I have seen Pete powers in AAA and from little, from what I saw, he's a, he's pretty good. And uh, hopefully he gets better. Uh, This should be a fun show to watch. And, you know, that tournament for that new championship should be very fun. All the matches, all the matches that's involved with the talent that's there, it should be one hell of a show. And I got to say, taking a look at that, uh, that championship belt, that, about to come out, that belt looks just gorgeous. I have never seen a belt. It's just a, a fantastic belt to look at. If you go to the uh, Next Generation Facebook group page, uh, they have the picture right there, and as I say, it looks beautiful.
2: You know, I, this is the first time I've ever seen a belt that's two-toned like that. Uh, so I can't wait to actually, you know, see it up close and personal when I'm sitting there doing commentary. Because it'll obviously be right there in front of us. Where the timekeeper sits, and uh I don't know, man. I might have to just sneak out of the arena with it.
3: <laughs> just, no one's looking, no one's looking there's any only, only one security guy I think I can just get past him.
2: Uh, yeah maybe I'll maybe I'll make my move when Ted does a, a moonsault moon salt from the rafters, and everybody else is down. I'll just you know
3: everyone's looking up. It's like That's right <laughs> Spencer's going to be down commentary Jeff Jeff.
2: Where Jeff? He's done with the belt. <laughs> no, it, you know. In all seriousness, that belt is beautiful. Uh, I I can't wait to uh actually look at it firsthand, and I plan on getting a picture with it because uh, it's definitely a nice championship trophy for sure. Yes, and uh,
3: well, one thing I did want to also talk with you while we've got you here is uh some of your exploits in the indies over the many many years you've been in there because. We've heard the, your comments and story about the fact that when you had to do the uh, an, ring announcing in the snow in Calgary.
2: For, uh, <laughs> yes, Yes, I remember that. That was uh, back in 2006 during the, I think it was the Stampeders versus the Winnipeg uh, Blue Bombers, I believe is the name of the team. I, I'm not real hip on the CFL. I just remember that game specifically. Uh, we're in McMahon Stadium. And there's about 16,000 people there to watch the game. And Stampede had organized a halftime show that was going to feature a match uh, between the champion, the uh, the North American heavyweight champion of Stampede, Apocalypse, who is now in NXT as Rick Victor. Completely changed his gimmick, but he's, uh, he's in NXT now as Rick Victor. And, of course, he was uh, accepting the challenge of TJ Wilson, who we all know as WWE's Tyson Kid, and uh, the day this went down, we got hit with a kind of a freak snowstorm. So the ring is set up um, off to the side. I'd, I'd say it was on the left-hand side of the of, of the arena there, um, right off the grass, so it wasn't in the way of the uh, obviously the football game. And so it's snowing like crazy. These guys come out in jerseys. Obviously, uh, Tyson Kid was representing Calgary with a Stampeders jersey and. To be the heel, uh, Apocalypse was wearing the the Winnipeg jersey. And uh, I'm standing there, you know, in the snow. It's probably, I don't know, minus 16. uh, Ring announcing in front of the biggest crowd I've I've ever ring announced before, you know, in front of 16,000 fans. And literally those guys were slipping and sliding all over the ring because it got slick.
3: Blimey. That's... Yeah, it's like, if, if that was on Potchomania, that would be interesting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, because if I remember correctly, I think the finish was that Tyson Kidd got the victory over Apocalypse, but he slipped and had leverage. And so there was a controversial call that they later reversed at the, at the Stampede show uh, and actually gave Apocalypse the title back. But on that particular night, Tyson Kidd or TJ Wilson – uh, won the North American Championship for I think the second or third time, so um, it, you know the crowd was hot. It was cool. Uh, I remember catching the highlights on uh, on on TV. That you know my voice was going around all of Canada, uh, you know because it was at a CFL game. So it was pre- it was a pretty cool experience for me. Uh, absolutely,
3: Sandra. There was a moment that you've said that you've seen as well on uh, YouTube. Uh,
4: yes, uh, JJ. I believe this was from. Uh uh, PWA if I'm not mistaken and I, would, I believe you were, you were managing somebody I don't remember who it was specifically but I do remember uh, Randy Myers was in the ring and you your the wrestler that you were managing at that time had a feud with him and basically the gist of it was you were offering fans a uh, free pizza as well as a DVD of Randy Myers, can you give uh, more detail into that?
2: Absolutely. Uh, like I said, I, I started my career with Stampede Wrestling here in Calgary, um, working with Tim Stein, doing the DVDs and stuff for Stampede Wrestling. Um, and it went on hiatus for a little bit, and it came back in 2007. Um, initially, I started going back to the shows. I was brought in to, uh, to be a part of the show. I did some ring announcing for them. And then Dirty Duke Durango wanted me to come in and manage uh, Chris Steele who, if you've never seen Chris Steele, he looks a lot like a, like a jacked-up Benoit. Uh, fantastic wrestler in the ring. Not the greatest talker. That's why they wanted me to, to work with him. So I, you know, I immediately jumped at the chance. And we started this thing off. There was a, uh, they were going to crown the North American Heavyweight Championship because the belt had been vacated. So they came up with this, uh, this triple threat match that was like a two out of three falls. I think the first fall. Uh, Was just a regular match the second fall was like from a hardcore match and then when it got down to the last two It was going to be a tables match basically so what ended up happening was uh, I came out and Harmony was the ring announcer for the night and I came out at the end of the night for the main event and Basically cut a scathing promo on her about how her ring announcing sucked and since it was the main event I was going to ring announce and, of course, the crowd went crazy. And uh, during the match, Chris Steele is almost eliminated in the first fall. And I pulled the referee out of the ring, which basically symbolized that I was, I was with him. Um, so long story short, we get down to the final fall, which is a tables match. And uh, the referee gets bumped. Randy Myers takes Chris Steele to the top. hits a superplex through the table. But the referee's down. Uh, they're both out. So I get in the ring and basically put Chris Steele over top of Randy Myers. I wake up the referee. Uh, he's still pretty groggy. He realizes that uh, Chris Steele has, has put Randy Myers through the table and then proceeds to start a three count, which was very controversial. So I, in essence, helped uh, Chris Steele win the North American Heavyweight Championship. And we had about a six-month run with me as his manager and mouthpiece and him as the champion. Uh, Going into the match you're talking about, uh, the big thing with Randy Myers was that he had always promised the crowd when he wins the the North American Championship, he's going to buy everybody pizza. So I came up with the idea to go to a local pizza place and buy a whole bunch of empty pizza boxes and take them to the show. And a friend of mine had printed off the Best of Randy Myers DVD, which had absolutely nothing on it. So we had a couple of these that I actually gave away to the crowd. Opened up the the disc and showed people what was inside, and of course it said no freaking footage on the disc, and um, so that's kind of where that happened. And then I, I had them eating out of the palm of my hand because they hated me when I first came out, uh, and then I told them I was going to give them a free, D, uh, free DVD, and of course they, they they ate it up. They wanted, you know, they were they were loving me at this point, and then when they found out the DVD was was bogus, they got upset, and I said, hey, go have some pizza. And as they all went to go have pizza, they realized there was nothing in the boxes, which was fantastic. I think somebody threw a <laughs> pizza box at my face, which was great. But, uh, yeah, just a great promo because I went from being a heel to a face to a heel in the span of about a five-minute promo.
3: <laughs> was this during the same time that you had the uh,
2: neck brace on? This was shortly, shortly before that. In fact, that night was the match... Um, the main event was a fans-bring-the-weapons match for the North American Heavyweight Championship. Randy Myers challenged uh, Chris Steele, my protege, of course, the guy I was managing. And uh, there were some really funny moments during this match. I had brought a Wii box uh, that someone had basically given to me. It was, just, it was empty, but people thought there was a Wii in it. So at one point, I pull this Wii out of the garbage can full of weapons and throw it to Chris Steele. Who attempts to utilize it on Randy Myers? Randy Myers kicks him in the gut, takes away, takes away the Wee the Box, puts it on the ground, DDTs him, and actually says, Wee DT to the crowd, which was great. Absolutely fantastic. Um, Smith Hart was the special referee in this one. And uh, I interfered at a, at, a, at a couple points in the match. And then Randy Myers basically uh, lays me out with a chair. Uh, Pete Wilson the guy that uh, recently worked the Heart Legacy Wrestling Show and actually got hurt, was also the other guy was managing. He came in to help Chris Steele retain the belt. Uh, He ran up to Randy Myers attempting something. He got backdropped, which turned into a 450 splash on yours truly. And uh, so for about six months after that, I wore a neck brace.
3: Wow, that's... And was it kind of oh was it kind of in the Bobby Heenan style I guess
2: it was it was I was kayfabe everybody I would show up in the arena in the neck brace.
3: Wow, that's that's, that's testament to the cause there. Well, you know now,
2: and, and the best part about this, guys, is I for those of you who don't know, I work in construction for my actual real job, and uh, so the next month when we went back to kind of uh, you know do the next show. Literally a couple days before that, I had worked this job, and my boss was uh, was basically pulling this panel off the concrete because we just freshly poured concrete and were stripping the panels from the wall. And this big chunk of wood, didn't realize I was behind him, and this big chunk of wood comes out and hits me right in the face. So I had a big black eye and looked like I had the, the shit kicked out of me. And I played that to my advantage. That's you know when I debuted the neck brace and was like, you know, I chastised Pete for injuring me, and then for six months I-, I played off of that. But it was just perfect. You know, it just came off great. Best
3: things come to uh, all fruition, yeah. Wow. <laughs> now I don't know how much time did you spend actually wrestling in the indies, or at least training.
2: Uh, I think I had like maybe maybe a total of four matches.
3: Because I just bring that up because it's a shame nothing happened from it, but that Tough Enough promo.
2: Oh, I love that Tough Enough promo.
3: I I, I seriously want to know how you got the house and the car. Did you steal it off Del Rio?
2: No, no. I knew a friend of a friend of a friend that that knew of somebody that wasn't home. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, no, seriously. the, The guy that shot the video... Uh, was doing some uh, th- some documentaries locally. He was, I think, he was working on the last one I remember him doing was like a a, a ghost story one, where he was going around uh, different cities in Arkansas and uh, you know these haunted places and, and doing a documentary and trying to get documentation. So anyway, I, I lucked into it because uh, he was a pretty good documentary maker and, and pretty good at you know editing film and stuff. And I guess he had a firm in Hot Springs there that that had a nice Corvette and you know a house on the lake there, and so that's that's kind of how that all came about.
3: Because it's a shame nothing happened from that, because when you see what happened to Big Andy, it's just, that was just waste opportunity for him, and you could have had that shot, like, well, was four or five years before it, wasn't it, roughly?
2: Uh, I did that in 2004,
3: yeah. Yeah, because the two, tough enough was 2010, I think, the last one, wasn't it? Yes, yes. So, yes, yeah, so just a reminder to all you guys, uh Next Generation Wrestling, if you're in the area today, get down there, and are t- tickets still available?
2: Um, I think that there are tickets still available, yes.
3: Okay. Well, go, go to the venue and see if there are tickets still available. If not, try and get in. <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. That's, don't do that. Don't try and get in for nothing. That's just not right. Instead, go back home and put your $12 down for the iPay per view at nextgenerationwrestling.tv. And yeah, if you are, if you are doing that, as JJ mentioned, make sure you get in the SNS chat room, which no doubt probably myself or Sandro or quite a lot of the other people in the network will post their link up in the Next Gen Wrestling Facebook page for you next gen fans out there so you can join in as well because we want everybody's opinion because we will be me and Sandro will be giving our thoughts on it hopefully Randy as well I know Randy w- isn't available this week due to uh, some internship that he's going on what? which uh, hopefully that's going well for him I hope so But because yeah. f- from the way his pictures are looking on Facebook it is looking like it's a professional kind of deal it's getting some publicity in the local area so good luck to you Randy on that but thank you uh, JJ for joining us f- for this first I- first interview for me and Sandra on here
2: <laughs> Well, I want to thank you guys for having me I, I appreciate it
3: uh, no problem so uh, thanks very much JJ we'll speak to you
2: soon alright you guys take it easy
3: J that we recorded and uh, I believe there's been a slight adjustment to the card which we'll give our picks on now I think should we st- we'll we start with the dark matches so uh, for those three matches Sandro what's your picks on them
4: uh, I guess I'm going with Scully Rico right,
3: just because of the Baywatch gimmick I'm going for Brady Malibu don't no, ask me why then the uh, the six mic- the six person mixed tag See, personally, I'm just going for uh, Team Kamikaze. Because I've heard enough good things about him for that.
4: Yeah, I'm going to agree as well.
3: And then, TNT versus Karachi Vice. Um, for this one, just because I, uh, yeah, I think I'll actually go with Karachi Vice. I'll go with the heels.
4: I was thinking the same thing as well. Karachi, you guys, for the win.
3: So now we get to the main card. So we've got four-way match number one. Teddy Hart versus John Morrison versus Nick Jackson versus Matt Jackson.
4: Uh, I'm going to go with Jomo here.
3: Remember, it's two to go through.
4: Yeah, well, I'm still picking Jomo in this match to go over here.
3: Okay. Who else to go through though? Uh,
4: what's the second match of that tournament?
3: No, no, no! It's six people. Remember,
4: how many people have to win this match? Two. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, I guess by automatically the fall by I guess at heart.
3: Yeah. I'm thinking that they might do Teddy Hart and also one of the Bucks. Mm, I don't know. Cause just, I, I, just as a little swerve, because obviously there was a bit of interaction between... Okay, it's a completely different company, but there's been interaction between the Bucks and Morrison at uh, Dragon Gate last month.
4: Well, that is true, but I'm just not... It's
3: unlikely, but...
4: Yeah, but uh, I'm just not accustomed to seeing like the Bucks uh, as a singles role, you know? So, i will still sticking, sticking with my picks. Uh, Ted Harden and Jomo.
3: My, yeah, my pick is Ted and Jomo, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did pull a swerve and have one of the Bucks go through, but... Next up is... Samurai Del Sol, Sanjay Dutt, Jack Evans, and Flip Kendrick.
4: Ooh... Interesting here, I don't see Flip going over here. Uh, I'm going to go with Jack Evans and Samurai Del Sol.
3: See, I was going with Del Sol, but I think they might give a chance to uh, Flip, possibly. Because I'm just thinking... Yeah, they could put Jack Evans over. No, I'll I'll go with Flip, just for uh, a little bit of a difference. And then the third match, Davey Boy Smith Jr., Brian Cage, Davey Richards, and I believe now added as the fourth person in that match is the Trent, formerly known as Trent Barretta, or whatever he's going to be called.
4: Well, actually, it's uh, Trent, question mark.
3: Trent question mark. He's like the riddle. Or something.
1: Well you find the colors, so Yeah. <laughs> uh
4: this is interesting here. Um I'm gonna go with uh Davy Richards and uh David Hart Smith Jr.
3: Yeah, I'm going with the two Davies as well. I think that's a pretty formidable team to go against, but <laughs> They could put Trent in it, possibly, because it's a six, man. I don't know, but, yeah, I think we'll keep it as that. So, I think we should probably, although it isn't the main event, we'll pick that now. So, out of the six that we've got left in it, who do you think is going to walk away with the belt?
4: Uh, You know what, I'm going to go with uh, David Hart Smith Jr., I think he is like the best candidate uh, as their world champion and I see him be in the face of the company
3: um, I am in three places the one that I'm probably gonna go for is David Hart Smith my feasible one is Teddy Hart and the one that I think would be not expected is Samurai Del Sol winning yeah, you know, I can't be sure. My my main pick, I agree with you, Sandra, it Probably will be Davy Boy, but it will be interesting to see what goes down with that. Because I'm not, I'm not even sure if it's an elimination style. You know, like the uh, survival of the fittest is with uh, Ring of Honor. But we'll have to see on Saturday, and then the co-main event. ...is the Stampede Deathmatch... ...which is... ...yeah, Butcher and Heavy Metal... ...representing the, uh... ...Karachi Vice... ...taking on Massive Damage... in Darren the Bomb Dalton... ...and then they're taking on a third Mystery Team... ...which is probably not... ...Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter... ...because I've looked and... ...Jack's in enough trouble of his own... ...but, uh... ...this one... ...as tempted as I want to say Butcher. I'm gonna say Dalton and uh, massive damage. Or well, no, just just to be on the just to be completely mysterious, I'll say the mystery team.
4: Well, I don't really know any of the uh, participants except for Necro Butcher, so I'm gonna go with uh, Necro Butcher's team.
3: Okay, so that's our rundown of the picks for all the events that are on pay per view and. The Dark Matches, which will be available on the DVD, as mentioned in the interview a few minutes ago. We've also got some other things coming up this weekend, most notably uh, Shine 7, but we'll get to that last. First, we've got the CWF, uh, well, the CWF PWX double header show, and then PWX itself with a show on the Saturday. So we start off with Chip Day versus Donnie Dollars. Um, I don't know enough of these guys to really give an opinion.
4: Well, I'll just pick
3: one. I'll go with Donnie Dollars because it sounds like something that uh, Shane Titan TitanTron music would say. Well, Donnie Dollars. Donnie Dollars. Uh,
4: I'm going to go with uh, Chip Day.
3: And the first ever tag team dream match. The Great Outdoors versus the Killbillies. That's Man Scout Jack Manning and Grizzly Redwood taking on Eric Andrews and Evan Banks. All I have to say is don't mess with a guy with a beard. So I'm going with Manning and Redwood.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going with the Great
3: Outdoors as well. Then Chase Dakota versus Roderick Strong. I think... I think this might be a lesson in learning not to open your mouth so much for Dakota so I would say strong or winner
4: I see an upset here I'm going to go with that chase
3: that's I'm just trying to think whether they do something in conjunction with the event the following night possibly so yeah that's certainly feasible then a six man tag team attraction the PWX champion Adam Cole Ben Tyler and Corey Hollis taking on Caleb Conley Cedric Alexander And show smooth, Chris Lee. (laughs) Um, I'm thinking here Conley, Alexander and Lee will win, probably.
4: I'm going to go with uh, the team of Adam Cole, Tyler and Hollis.
3: Again, this is one where I don't know which way to go because it's pretty even. Then, oh, the Mid-Atlantic champion Eric Groyle takes on the Ring of Honor champion Kevin Steen in a non-title match. Mm. As much as I hate to say it, Steen.
4: I was going to say Steen as well, but I think Eric Royal is going to put up uh, quite a fight with Steen here.
3: Yeah. Again, it's another one that's tough to call because obviously Royal is trying to defend the honor of uh, CWF. Steen wants to obviously destroy anything he touches, so. But I think Steen will just win it. Only just, it'll be a good match anyway. Another good match though, the Ultra J Championship, the International Ultra J Championship, should I say. On the line. Eddie Edwards taking on Chiva Kid. Chiva Kid uh, the challenger. Eddie Edwards the champion. I I don't For this one I'm gonna say Eddie Edwards is probably going to win. Probably with thanks to Roderick Strong because of the Dojo brothers, but all I can say it's going to be one hell of a match because you've got two pretty good technical high flyers there
4: yeah no doubt and I'm going to agree Eddie Edwards as much as I want to see uh, Chiriquet win I think he's going to be another one that's going to show a good fight here as well but uh, I think Eddie's going to get the win obviously with help with his uh, fellow dojo bro Roderick Strong
3: and so that's all from the night of championship that they're doing. I believe as well that uh, <coughs> Hurricane Helms is involved in the event as well. I believe.
4: Yes, by the looks of so, it, he
3: is. I guess you'll see more matches possibly added to that on the actual night. Another other matches that also will probably be added to the one happening the next night: PWX's Rise of a Champion Eight says, as of recording, we've got five matches confirmed. Uh, first up, Adam Page versus Cedric Alexander. I'll say Alexander for this one.
4: I'm going to go with Adam Page here.
3: Okay. Then the grudge match between Corey Hollis and Cheever Kid. Cheever Kid. Yeah, Cheever will probably go over here. Then a special mixed tag, Mike Bennett and Maria versus Zane Riley and Amber O'Neill. I hate to say it, but it's probably going to be Bennett and Maria. Yeah.
4: I'm going to say that uh, them as well.
3: In the two out of three falls match, I believe, for the heavyweight title. eh, Adam Cole defending the PWX belt against Caleb Caleb Conley. (laughs) This one, I think Cole's probably going to get it and retain.
4: I think we're going to see a new champion here. I think Caleb Conley's going going to regain
3: the belt. See, we're we're on the same logic but the other way around. Whatever happens in the this match is the opposite of what's gonna happen on the match the previous night in the six man tag. Yeah, you know, as if they're using the old WWE system of the one guy that gets his over and looks to be easily winning the belt on the on the weekend probably loses, more than likely. Yeah. And then the main event the Dojo Brothers, Roderick Strong and Eddie Edwards taking on the American nightmares of Davy Richards and Kevin Steen. Dun dun dun. This is complicated. <laughs> Somehow for this one I'm gonna say Steen and Richards win, even though they aren't gonna get along.
4: You know, I wanna say, you know, Steen and Richards as well, but uh, I'm going to go with the Dojo Bros because they've been very dominant in PWX. Mm. I'm going to go with them for the win. And also, I should point out, this is this show is on the Saturday night. It's going to be in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, with Flair Country.
3: Woo, 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 woo. No, that's that crowd.
4: <laughs> and this will also be in iPay-Per-View, which you can watch on uh, Highspot.tv. So if you're interested in watching the show, go check it out. You can order it there. All the information is there.
3: Although, why would you? Because it's on at the same time as... Uh, not to not to uh, diss any competition to uh, <laughs> Next Generation Wrestling, but, you know, you've got Samurai Del Sol.
4: Well, you know, you could check it out on a later date. You know, it's not going to be just live showing only. I'm sure it's going to be archived as well. Yeah. Or you could just wait till the DVD comes out, you know, whatever you
3: prefer. Do you want to see Davy Richards taking on. <laughs> Actually, that's a tough one. Do you want to see Davy Richards taking on Trent Barrett, Brian Cage and Dave Boy Smith? Or do you want to see him in a tag team match? Yes. Yeah, anyway, do what's right and get next gen wrestling. Because I think. Is it, is it on archived on Hotspots? Hey, film so. Get the archive instead. <laughs> Boy, Davey's going to be a busy man this weekend. Yes. Got a travel from. Uh, we're actually looking at it. Uh, the young bucks aren't involved. Has Samurai got anything else on? <laughs> probably, probably in about fifteen other different matches. <laughs> yeah, he's got to travel from
4: Calgary to North Carolina in one day.
3: But uh last set of uh, picks we'll go, do this time is the Shine Show, Shine 7, this Friday. To, I believe if we get this up in time tonight, we interesting set of matches. We've got Luscious Latasha versus Tina San Antonio. Uh, this one I think I'll go with Luscious Latasha.
4: I have no clue who she is, but I'm going to go with Tina Santan- San Antonio. Excuse me. <laughs> I think she's pretty good.
3: Okay, then we got Britney Savage versus Heidi Lovelace. Just because of National Pro Wrestling Day, which we'll get to in part three, I'm going for Heidi Lovelace. Yeah, I'm going to go um, with Heidi as well, my, as well. My word, that girl can take a beating. As I say, we'll get to that. She wasn't the only one.
4: <laughs> but, anyways.
3: Yeah. Jesse Bell versus Antona. Um. Anybody that shares their name with a guitarist, you've got to go for it. So I'm going with D- Santana.
4: Mm-hmm. Santana.
3: Lufisto versus Ivalice.
4: Hmm. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Ivalice just because of the Valkyrie that that's going on there.
3: Yeah. I think, yeah. I think we'll go with that as well. Then, Well, no. I, no, I think I'll go with Lufisto there. Because I think what will happen in the next one will be more Valkyrie, which is Allison K. Taylor Maiden, April Hunter, a.k.a. Team Valkyrie, taking on Mia, Yim, Tracy Taylor, and Sue Young. That, I think, is going to be where Valkyrie comes on top, more than likely.
4: This should be a good match. Um, You know what? I'm going to go with the Babyface team. Uh, Mia, Yim, uh, Tracy Taylor, and Sue Young. I think they're going to pull an upset. Oh, okay.
3: Then we got Mercedes Martinez versus Nikki Rocks. See again here, I think it's probably going to be Valkyrie, because isn't is, is, is Mercedes in Valkyrie? I can't remember. No. It's five in there, isn't there? Yeah, it's uh, Alison K, Taylor May, April Hunter,
4: Eveleth, and uh, Rain. I don't think. Ah, oh, okay. Actually, yeah, Mercedes not event. in there. Yeah.
3: Mercedes, Mercedes is too busy being angry at other people anyway. I'll still say Mercedes probably goes over anyway.
4: This should be a, another good match. Uh, yeah, I'll go over Mercedes as well.
3: And the last woman standing match Lever, Lever Bates and Kimberly. Um, just because Kimberly got the win last time, I'm going to say whatever she cosplays in, I don't care. Lever Bates will probably win it. Yeah,
4: I'm going to go over Lever Bates as well. I think she needs to win.
3: And then the main event, Rain versus Amazing Kong, which started up because of what happened on Shine Six, because it wasn't Amazing Kong got attacked at the end, and that's when the Valkyrie were formed. Uh, so, hmm. I'm gonna say for this one, I'm actually going to say Rain, because I think there'll be some shenanigans. With uh, the Valkyrie getting involved, have Shine got one coming up in uh, March? Uh, uh I don't know, to be honest. Because if they have, you can sense that there'll be some sort of uh, <clears throat> continuation. And also, looking at it, looking at some of the comments here on the pages, so I'm getting the results. Uh, it looks as if Rain announced on her Twitter that she may be retiring at the end of this year. So if that's the case, they might want to give her a little bit of a a push, give her some good results, some good matches, and you can't get much better matches than with Awesome Kong or Amazing Kong or whatever you want to call her. So uh, that's why I think Rain will go over as well.
4: Well, I'm going to go with uh, Amazing Kong for the win, but I think she's going to get the win by DQ.
3: She's going to get so angry, she's going to hit everyone.
4: I see the the Valkyrie just just beat her up during the match.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a fair call. Valkyrie's going to get involved, definitely
4: for those that don't know of course the show is going to be held on Friday uh, if you can't be there live uh, the show is going to be streamed on IP-per-view at wwnlive.com uh, just go there and get all the information
3: yeah I mean it's 9 Eastern roughly yeah it starts at 9pm Eastern so your time yes and uh, that's all the picks for this week Next week will be. I'm trying to think, will it be a quieter week? I guess it will be, because there's no CZW. And there's no Ring of Honor. And there's no Shikara yet. It'll probably get busy once again when we get to April, because I think Shikara's shows are the same weekend as uh, Ring of Honor's. Hmm.
0: 8th
3: anniversary, no, 11th anniversary, sorry. So with that we will take another commercial break and when we come back the evening card of National Pro Wrestling Day. Please be aware for your own safety there is no Kaiju Big Pal. No. (laughs) They never turned up again. Thank God. Otherwise we'd probably lose another show. Derailed. Thanks to Dr. Cube. Mm -hmm. The Bastard. Anyway, uh, with that, we will take a quick break and we'll see you in a few minutes for more of the whole indie show right here on the SNS radio network.
2: fan are you looking for a show that talks about tna wrestling then tune in to tna chat live every thursday night starting at 10:30 p.m eastern on the sns radio network with the bronx father tony j mirabella as he reviews the latest episode of impact wrestling and takes your phone calls to get your thoughts on the state of tna wrestling are you ready to cross that line
1: on the SNS Radio Network, and if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck.
2: Every
0: Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes.
1: When I, I okay, I I caught SmackDown again. I caught Skip Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich.
0: Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlockstoHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, CNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independence. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the DO the road dog Jesse James.
1: Present. What's going on? This is Kadarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels.
0: And Future.
1: Hey guys, it's Dream of the And
0: so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes, right here on the SNS Radio Network. (laughs) and each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mind Wipe. Exclusively on the SMS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. jj
1: 6
0: His charm is so contagious, vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, you'd never get lost and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him the way lightning precedes thunder. He is <laughs> the most interesting man in the world. He has amassed an incredibly large DVD library and it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage it would still get there. When it is raining it is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right. You hurt me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. He is the most interesting man in the world.
2: I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to Wrestling News Live. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty.
3: Segment but this week's whole indie show with Sandra and Ashley, and yes, it's time for the delayed, thanks to everything that went on last week, evening card f- thoughts from us regarding National Pro Wrestling Day. La three weeks ago now. Uh, the evening card started with Wrestling Is heart with Trip Cassidy and Reed Bentley taking on Heidi Lovelace and Devon Bliss. And wow. As I, as I teased in the previous segment, Heidi got the hell being out of her. Yes. And it kind of was a case that Devin basically did nothing. <laughs> he wasn't a very, uh, honorable man. If this were medieval times, he would have no armor. He'd be like, uh, Artie from Ghosts and Goblins. He'd just be in his underpants. Yes, I made a gaming reference in a wrestling show. Where have I heard that before? I don't know. At least I didn't make a drugs reference. Oh, wait, it just did. Swagger. Uh, but yeah, this was a very good, very good match, mainly just for Heidi getting the crap beaten out of her. That's not, that's not supposed to sound in a bad way, but the, uh, the power slam punch finisher that, Bentley did on Heidi I mean wow that was nice little nice little move but overall very good match
4: yeah you basically said what I was about to say I felt bad for Heidi though
3: yeah she uh, did it no they did walk out together didn't they with help from the referee I think no it wasn't yeah yeah the referee did help a bit Next up was Fighting Spirit, which had SAT, which is Joel and Will Maximo, taking on Angel Ortiz and Mike Drastic. I I, I think it was Ortiz apparently thinking he was one of the Dudley Boys or something.
4: Uh, Yeah, he had the uh, Dudley Boy glasses going on.
3: Yeah. It is worth noting, though, that SAT are the head trainers, apparently, for Fighting Spirit. So it's not that surprising that they went over with the uh, Spanish Fly double team suplex. Mm-hmm. Which was, it, it, although it was kind of predictable because as soon as you heard that they were the head trainers, you thought they were going to go over, but it was still a pretty good match. We'll give that.
4: Yeah, it was a good match. No, nothing in saying that they used to do back in the day, of course, uh, you know... Uh, I think it's uh, Jose Maximo's not there anymore. But, you know, forward it was, it was good.
3: Yeah, and then uh, WSU, which was supposed to be Lexi Bell, but then oh. became, okay. I think she was unable to make it. Uh, it was supposed to be Marty Bell. Marty Bell. Lexi Bell. That's a porn star. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I've been watching too much achievement on that. That's all I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> it's broken down already and it's, it's not getting that bad okay yeah uh
4: yeah, on the comment uh yeah Christina Varneri against uh Isabel Sueña, uh on the commentary, they say that uh Bell was supposed to be in the match, but she never showed up, so I guess we're supposed to. Uh, I guess, think that uh, Christina Barnaby attacked Marty Bell. That's what we're assuming.
3: But so of course, that made heel versus heel, except it wasn't heel versus heel, because you were in Philly. Yeah. So, of course, Christina immediately became face, despite the fact she was flipping off the crowd. <laughs> yeah. That's Thank it. God it wasn't the afternoon match that she was involved with. Oh yeah. Mummy, what does that mean? Um she thinks you're number one. It was, but it was still a very good match. Especially Dasha Hatfield <laughs> on Coventry. It's like as soon as they brought up the fact as soon as uh was it Denver, Colorado? The name not the place. Yes. Yeah. On commentary for it, and uh, he brought up the fact that she was going to be taking on Masada in a uh, intergender death match. And as soon as he said that, Dasha was like, "Oh my god!" It was like, <laughs> "Wow." There's so much overacting in that. You could be in, um, you could be in Die Hard Five. It's just, it was the, the the commentary was very good, but the match itself was. Pretty damn good as well. Oh, yeah. Ezevelle actually getting the win with a roll-up. So, an upset victory, which did piss off the uh, Philly fans. So, when the match was over and Christina attacked Ezevelle uh, and uh, choked her with uh, her belt, <laughs> she went off pissed. Then Isabel was absolutely pissed and... Did she attack the referee? I can't remember. Uh she was trying to. She, he was, she was having a a damn good try anyway, yeah, so. Although uh,
4: That's... although when Isabel did win, uh, the fans weren't happy, you know. They were booing her.
3: <laughs> yeah. She was the actual heel. Fans were just like, no, this isn't right. And then we had resistance pro, worth taking note here. Derek Sabato was referee.
1: Yes.
3: Uh, and I don't know whether this is a cursed Sabato for this card because he does referee a match later, which we'll get to. But this match between Darcy Dixon and well, Darcy Dixon and Jay Bradley taking on Robert Anthony and Thunder Kitty, I didn't think was that good. In all honesty,
4: yeah, it was a well, it was a decent match. It wasn't, you know, as you said, good. Um, somewhat, uh, I guess, similar uh, with the uh, opening match, which was the wrestling his heart match, in which case the women got the hell beat
3: out of as well. Darcy Dixon Morza. Uh, yeah, she got it from three angles. But
4: yeah, I also thought that when the kitty got her, uh, she, she got her ass whooped as well. But uh, I would agree that RC got more of it.
3: Well, who's the one that suffered the most from the near thirty-second airplane spin? That was RC. Yeah. So when 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 stuff happens like that, the one that's on the bad, the one that's on the reverse end of the good, of the good tactics. Probably is the worst to wear. So, but yeah, it was a it was a roll. It was an inside cradle roll up on Bradley by Anthony to actually get the win. Yeah, and then because what I, one thing I did like though is apparently Bradley found the styrofoam or foam breeze block from Kaiju. I was not bring that up <laughs> and brought it with him. Yeah. And then for about two minutes before the match started, he was like, come on! He's got a, he's got a cinder block! That's not fair! He could hit me with it. Never was used. You know what? It was just <laughs> wasting time.
4: You know what? During this match, I thought, I, 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 sometimes I thought maybe this match should have been like, uh, a women versus men, you know, mixed match. Because that's how I felt this match almost came out, as how they were treating like, the the women throughout the match.
0: Mm.
3: But it is what it is, so. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, at the end of the match, Bradley attacked uh, his partner, Darcy Dixon. So, yeah, she had two referees. She had double help. See, if it was the WWE, somebody would have groped her at the same time, probably. But yeah, she took quite a few heavy, hefty bumps as well, so credit to her, certainly. Next up, it's Shikara and it was Lost Ice Creams and Fist, which Fist comprised of Chuck Taylor and Icarus taking on the team of 3.0, Fire Ant and Green Ant. Because so you can't really say the Colony, because then the Saiyank will be involved. So, yeah, and this was a very good match. Typical, uh, Atomico style. A lot of fast-paced action. And... A, a nice win for three point actually. Obviously, trying to show that they had momentum going into the shikara shows of the week after by getting the uh, sweet taste of sweet taste of professionalism on. Uh, can't, I think it was yeah, it was on Icarus, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, this was the, your typical you know fun shikara match. I enjoyed it very much, and uh, a lot of. Uh, crowd activity or participation, I should say, you know, as a uh, 3.0 got the crowd to do the wave throughout the match, which I thought was pretty hilarious.
3: I was disappointed there was no grenade.
4: Uh, I don't think he hasn't done it in a while.
3: Think what Lost Ice Creams would have done. <laughs> oh, my God.
4: <laughs> oh, hell, they should have brought out the sprinkles throughout the match.
3: Yeah. Um, but yeah, very good match there. Uh, then the NYWC which saw so Alex Alex Reynolds and John Silver take on Tony niece and Apollyon. And my God, all all that can, can be said about Apollyon is Samoa Joe meets Teddy Hart. <laughs> wow. The, the bit when he did a uh, huge splash onto Reynolds to actually win, but also he did a pretty athletic... Was it a jump over the ropes to the guys on the floor? Or was it through? No, it was a suicide
4: dive. And uh, Apollyon basically just... He did hit him, but he basically like crashed and burned at the same time.
3: Yeah. It's it was a good shooting from him, but also very good from Nice. Well, good from all four, but especially Nice and Napoleon, I was very impressed by. Oh,
4: yeah. And uh, I gotta say, Alex Reynolds and John Silver, I haven't seen them since the... Uh, last time I saw them was during their Evolve run, during the short run. And they kind of improved since the last time i seen them. But, yeah, Tony Nice definitely uh, still in the show here in this match, and Apollyon definitely very impressive as well and uh, hopefully uh, some of the other promotions will pick these two guys up. Uh, Hell, even uh, bring back Alex Reynolds and John Silver as well.
3: Yeah, indeed. Uh, Next up, Evolve. I'm guessing because this wasn't on an Evolve show, this didn't count towards the wins and losses because they're still going with that for the time being as we mentioned in part one. Yeah, Shane Strickland versus AR Fox. This was good as well. This, this started off slow, but then it gradually built up and got better and better. And by the end, it was... What can't these guys do?
4: I don't know, but this is a, a very good match as well. Very A lot of good uh, high spots. If, if you're a fan of a high-flying action... Uh, this is definitely the match that you should seek out. Uh, Shane Strickland uh, definitely shot him a lot in this match, even though he hasn't, uh, you know, debuted for the Evolve promotion. But this was definitely a good showcase match for him. And AR Fox, uh, you know, his usual stuff. Uh, the fans were very into this match as well. Just fantastic match, in my opinion.
3: I wonder if because it's Evolve, it could be as part of one. Because Evolve did the three shows, don't they? Well, not free shows, but free matches every week. Yeah. Wonder if that'll be one of them down the line. And if so, catch it because it was a really good, pretty good match. Whereas, no, it wasn't pretty good. It was very, very strong. Next up, we have. Well, next up before we had the wrestling is awesome match. Sydney Bacabella, <laughs> manager of the Devastation Corporation, came on. And has apparently said that Fritz von Erich has purchased the company. <laughs> and uh, they're going to, uh, him, him and his uh, team are going to wrestle for the honor of Fritz von Erich. <laughs> and saying that, you know, Vince, you may be starting to take the territories, but you've got another thing coming. <laughs> uh, you got to yeah. love buckabella you got to love bello He's about 25 years behind, but okay. Well, no, even more than that, probably 35, 40.
4: Well, if he gets back to the future, he'll probably be in present time.
3: Yeah, well, that would be interesting. That's an interesting theory. Eddie Kingston versus <laughs> Demolition Corporation. There you go. They took on... I uh... Actually... Who's the third guy in Devastation Corporation, or don't we know? At this point, there is still no explanation
4: on who the third guy is. Who the third guy is. So it's still a mystery.
3: It's like the third guy comes out with them and is never seen again. Yeah, it's a bit odd. Yeah, he's on there for the agent, and then he's, I guess he's sent to the back. But they took on the team of the Estonian Thunderfrog and the Latvian Dog. Which, it was a good match. It wasn't a squash, but it's what I'd call a relatively... a relative squash match. Because... Frog and Proud Oak did get a bit of an offensive in, but it wasn't... It wasn't... It wasn't any chance, really, that it looked like they were going to get a proper win. St- you know, still a good match, though. It, they did the... They did. They did it the right way and let it go on for a bit longer than some of the standard Demolition Corporation matches have gone.
4: Hey, and don't forget that uh, Devastation Corporation had problems trying to lift uh, Thunder Thunderfrog's uh, hammer.
3: Everybody has a problem to lift that.
4: Yes, but apparently, if
3: Arnold Schwarzenegger came in, he's just like I cannot do it.
4: A very hilarious
3: spot there. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, next up was the. To, hang on. The International Wrestling Cartel. I have to be careful because it's IWC. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get the right one. Once again, here, Derek Sabato was ref. And it was. Logan Shoot versus the champion Dong Chesney for the title. For IWC's world title. And this was an okay match. I, it's you, something like this was bound to happen on at least one of the matches and it happened here. It was a bit of shenanigans and all that. Because I think It was... McChesney went for some knuckles. But then they were seized by the referee and he put them out to the... uh, Well, seized by Sabato. And Sabato put them outside. While this was happening, however... McChesney decided to use the title belt on him instead. Either way, it knocked him out and... McChesney is still your internet wrestling cartel world champion
4: you what you said it. oh my
3: god <laughs> internet wrestling community internet. international wrestling cartel there you go. inter inter milan there you go
4: yeah uh this was a you know this was a good match for what it was uh i thought the the highlight the highlight for me was that the commentary was referring that uh logan sh- Shulo's nickname is the wrestling Jesus. And the fans were chatting uh you know, Jesus, Jesus. And every time he he come
3: back says, Rise, Rise
1: Yeah, it's just
3: I'm, su- I'm, surpri- I'm surprised that co- considering there was clearly a Botjamania fan in there because there was a signs saying Cornet Face, I'm surprised he didn't go Jesus <laughs> Then again, I don't think uh Logan's been in CZW. So I don't think it would count. Uh, penultimate match for the night was the wrestling heroes and outlaws, or who? As they're shortened for, for no clear reason. But it was Ophidian and Kobold. Taking on Matty De Hero. Is it Hero? Nero? De Niro. De Niro. Oh, yeah, De Niro. And the Hurricane. Good match here though. Some nice little spots. The Hero is getting the win with, yeah, it was a double chokeslam I think, wasn't it? it was. And then Hurricane pinned Kobold to get the win. This is a good match though there was some nice stuff. I love the fact that it's uh, going to be like a comic book. So technically that match was issue 0 and I loved on the commentary how they were going is this the one with got like, the holographic cover <laughs> <And> it is like <laughs> which considering Shikara is because Shikara itself had its own like comic was it comic manga style thing
4: uh, I think you're referring to the uh, DVD covers that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, they usually have like a comic book influence on the covers.
3: They did have some sort of cartoon, though, didn't they? Was it web based?
4: Uh, I think so.
3: Yeah. Might be on iPad or something. Get on your iPad. But yeah, very good match there as well. And then. Probably match of the whole thing, match of the whole two cards, the raid of Oladora's final, ACH versus Two Cold Scorpio. Wow, that match was action packed. Yeah, no doubt, and pretty, pretty much from bell to bell.
4: Oh yeah, I'll that about it, and I, I was very glad that uh, uh, Two Cold could, could go total uh, toe with ACH from start to finish. Uh, it's a fantastic match, and what a great great way to end the, this double header show
3: yeah i just lo- I, di- I did like the fact that they kept saying, if you win this, you have a bright future ahead of you, which considering 2 cold Scorpio has already been in the business for twenty plus years, does this mean you know he's gonna get Trying to think how many times has he been in WWE. <laughs> Multiple times, but uh yeah. At the end, he did raise ACH's hand and they celebrated together. And they danced out as well to uh, Two Cold's music, which was pretty nice. But yeah, t- t- Tumbleweed Leg Drop, I think it was, wasn't it?
4: Yes.
3: To finish. And then right at the end put it in your diary, well I don't think they put a date, but put it in your diary that next year National Pro Wrestling Day 2040
4: yeah no doubt and I'm glad it's Interesting
3: to see where they have that, I'm guessing it'll be in Philly again probably
4: yeah I would assume it has to be in Philly and knowing that they're going to bring back the ECW arena I'm wondering if they'll try to put it there
3: yeah that'd be interesting to see
4: although I wouldn't mind if they held a show you know in the same place that they did this year
3: yeah but uh I'm thinking that that's gonna be an interesting it'll be interesting to see what happens from that anyway. But
4: uh, before we go uh, what's your overall grade for the evening show
3: for the evening show I probably give it an A minus it was still a very good show the, the Sabato matches I don't know if again that's coincidence or not I don't know but the Sabato matches were some of the weakest of the entire 24 matches that we had over the course of the day they weren't great, but you obviously wouldn't expect them to be all great. In essence, you know, even if you look at that week, kaiju wasn't great. It's just kaiju doesn't make any sense. That's probably why it gets kind of interest. But yeah, overall the fact that you had uh, quite a lot of quite a lot of mix. I was pleased to see Von Eerie, though. That was an that was a nice little surprise added to it. But yeah, overall I'll give it a B plus. No, A minus, sorry. There you go. I'm I'm somewhere in the middle.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna agree with uh, A minus as well. Uh basically for what you said, you know, there were uh, some I guess somewhat of a low point, as you said, uh the matches that Derek Sabata was involved with. Even though it wasn't his fault, but you know, I I thought it could have been better. But uh, mm-hmm. definitely a lot of great action an evening show as well. Uh, very looking forward to see how they'll top next year.
3: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who gets involved, who from each of the companies gets involved as well as the actual companies themselves. Who will get the ambassador award as well? They can't give it to Cola every year. Oh. So, I'm guessing if he's still on the indies, it could be somebody like Samurai Del Sol, because as I say, th- this year alone, we were only about, I'm trying to think, only about 60 days roughly into the year, and I swear he's wrestled about 89 million matches in that space of time. That guy's been busy. Oh yeah. But uh we shall see with all that. But I think I think that's everything. G- given that we've got a little bit of time, do you want to uh go through the AAW card and we'll do some picks on that?
4: Uh you know we'll save that for next week.
3: Okay. Yeah, we've got down a little tease for you people. Wow. <laughs> But I'm trying to think next week as well we'll also be talking the Next Generation Wrestling show. Obviously the matches. We can't can't talk about the dark matches. I believe somebody is going to be doing some sort of uh, thing on Wrestling News Live as well. Giving their thoughts on the show. But this is one thing that I think will be definitely a good chance for all of you listening out there. If you want to give your thoughts out uh to us on what you thought of next generation wrestling then email in to wholeindy at s n s radio network dot com that's wholeindy w h o L E I N D Y at SNS radio network dot com The email address is on the It will be posted in the description of this episode and it will also be on the SNS website as well. We'd love to get your emails in on that. I may even get a... I'll do a Facebook uh, posting saying I want your thoughts both on the SNS page and the Next Generation Wrestling page. And we'll collate all those thoughts in because... This is, I, the the whole idea of this show is to get your guys and girls, because I'm not sexist, opinions on everything. So, if you can, check it out and give us your fortune. We'll be given credit. We won't say, oh, you know, this was really awesome. Totally not leaving, you know, totally not crediting you for it because everybody, everybody needs to have their voice heard on indie wrestling because as you can see by everything that's going on in ind- uh, on the proper wrestling at the minute clearly indie wrestling is something like the future considering how The Shield's pretty much all indie CM Punk's all indie Daniel Bryan's all indie El Generico's all indie uh, what's her name Daniel um, hey, Bryan no I said that didn't I I was going to say um, what's her name? Oh, the British girl. Paige? Paige, yeah. Paige is indie. All indie. So many indie talents are now getting a shot either at the gut check thing or whatever it is or are in developmental pack as well. Adrian Neville. Just so many that in the last Sarah Del Rey she's even training them the Divas at NXT and everything. So, as I say, clearly Indy is the future. And the future is last week. Just a really confusion. Anyway, that is all for this week. Make sure you check all the other shows here on the SNS Radio Network. Tuesday nights you have Wrestling News Live at 9pm Eastern with JJ and Bronx. Then Thursdays at 4pm Eastern, you have Running the Ropes with Crelly and Maverick. Then later that night on 10th, 10.30 Eastern, TNA chat live with the Bronx Father, Tony Mirabella, who is also Bronx as well, but I just decided to give him a different name that time. Sorry, Bronx, slash Bronx Father, slash Tony, That's, yeah, yeah, the bits bit too complicated. Then Friday at 11 Eastern, you have the open book with myself and Sean. No doubt this past week we're probably oozing over the uh, Sony gaming stuff and probably Oscars. Although Sean probably won't care about the Oscars. Unless Hobbit wins or... I don't know. I can't speak for him, but I just did. Awkward. Awkward. Uh, Podcast-wise, trying to think off the top of my head, you've got Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman. You've got the Elite Force podcast, both the midweek edition with Chuck W and the weekend with Walkie and Mindwipe. You've also got Hardway uh, currently on hiatus, but check out the archive of those shows. Very good show there from the guys. And also, you've got us. Yeah, nearly forgot us. It's worth mentioning as well, Sunday Night Showdown is on pay-per-view Sundays, but that isn't going to be for another couple of weeks when it's TNA lockdown coverage from uh, San Antonio, Texas. And the scariest thing is Crelly will be there. (gasps) No one is safe. Especially Miss Tesmaka. I kid. I kid, Grelly. Anyway. Uh, anything, anything else you'd like to add, Sandro, before we, uh, head out?
4: Uh, no, I don't really. I uh, just catch us next week.
3: Yep. So, uh, that being said, Song of the Night is the dance craze that is sweeping the nation. We're gonna play that music. It's going to be brilliant. Make sure, though, we're going to have a special little thing right at the end of the music. Just to uh, make it interesting. So, with that being said, that was Sandro. This was Ashley. And all of that was your weekly slice of indie goodness. We'll see you next time. Now, where's my mask? Seriously, did you guys really think I would play Harlem Shake this week? No! Come on!
0: I'm so wrong.